0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 255. KB coming at you from Underground Studios, and on the video line, we're talking that hockey all episode long. The Flyers have clinched the number one seed, and we're going to recap group play, as I like to call it, because it was the seeding round, it was kind of a group play style the one and only hockey expert who named the Seattle Kraken back in 2018, our own Dylan Mazzola.
1: You're giving me way too much credit, but I will I will gladly take the Kraken credit because it is out there on the interwebs of me <laughs> calling them the Kraken before it's time.
0: We are going Happy to discuss to be that before we get started. Uh, Got to give a shout out to our uh, local sponsors, Main Auto LLC. Douche Arms, Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie, Incorporated, Bob Novick, Audemars, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, dsgntree.com, Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Gear up for the Stanley Cup playoffs with our gritty T-shirt. It's a classic. It hangs in the studio every single show. We've got all of our baseball tees, our Philly shirts, our Bryce Harper kick-ass design probably my favorite design in our entire merch store uh get ready for football season with all of our eagle stuff and of course all of our sixers gear in there as well use the promo code dsgn5 save yourself five dollars off at checkout and of course our friends over at tomahawk shades doing the damn thing the right way tomahawkshades.com all orders right now 75 dollars and over qualify for free shipping Get your blue light plus glasses, your sunglasses, all that good stuff. And we're going to save you some money because Tomahawk Shades hooked us up. In order to hook you guys up, use the promo code USP at checkout. Save yourself 25% off your entire order. It's the best promo code they got going. Dylan's got like 17 pairs in his cart right now ready to cash out and be styling and profiling for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Use the promo code USP. At checkout tomhogshades.com, save yourself 25% off your order. Help us pay some bills while you look styling and profiling all summer long. First of all, Dylan, you have not been on the show for a minute. And since yeah. the last time you've been on the show, uh, the Seattle NHL expansion team uh, dipped into your old tweets. Did and. It? Back in 2018, ladies and gentlemen, this was probably two months into underground sports Philadelphia being an entity. Uh, Dylan and I were in a Twitter discussion, and Dylan quite literally named the Seattle Kraken uh, on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure whoever runs the Seattle social media team uh, just searched your name and has not given you proper credit yet. So we will be holding the Seattle Kraken accountable until they tweet saying that you name the team and you get royalty rights and some sort of ownership of the team, you know, being an ambassador for the team one way or another, you name the Seattle Kraken.
1: I, I, I think everything you said is a hundred percent factual and I, I I don't make the
0: rules. I just enforce them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. No, uh, it's been a while since I've been on here. Um, it was a good, it was a good feeling being able to guess a team name. Um, Thankfully, they went with Kraken. There were some other options that were less desirable, in my opinion, and most of the public's opinion. Um, I think we can all agree their uh, sweaters look amazing. I think the colors, the design looks great. Um, I think it's, it's interesting seeing them on Twitter now, active. Their Twitter bio already says, thinking of ways to take your favorite player from your team, so they're sassy. They're coming out the gate swinging. <laughs> They know they're going to take some players in the expansion draft, which is a topic for a video in a later date. But, yeah, it's really cool to have another NHL team. Definitely an awesome location for hockey. It's so close to Vancouver, and it's also close to the California team. So, can definitely form a nice uh, rivalry with one of those teams, or both. Absolutely. And like we said,
0: uh, all credit for the name goes to at Dylan Mazzola on Twitter. He is our big-time hockey guy, uh, and he named... Uh, an NHL franchise. Like, you need, you should put that in your Twitter bio.
1: Put that on my resume, actually. Easy. <laughs> like, that needs to go There's top of the resume. resume. That's
0: like in the letterhead of your resume. <laughs> when you sign emails, that's the title underneath the email. Name the Seattle Kraken. Like, it All just right. has to happen. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations on being our big-time hockey guy and naming the next NHL squad. Uh, but our NHL squad, the Flyers, they have done the damn thing yes they clinched the number one seed and i'm just saying the last time we had a philadelphia sports team that was a number one seed kind of treated as underdogs a little bit we all know what happened there so uh what were your thoughts overall on how the seeding games went because i thought it was amazing i love I know we. I think the last time you you were on, we were talking about kind of the the format and everything. Mm-hmm. I love the way that the the playoffs have gone so far. I think the best yeah. of five has been amazing, uh, and I think the the seeding games for the top four seeds, I think, worked really well. I was a big fan. I like this playoff format a lot. I yeah. would love to see it continue, to be honest, because I think it's gotten so many people engaged with the sport too because of how many games are on throughout the day mm-hmm. um, what were your thoughts on um opening round I mean, and all that good stuff
1: yeah I uh, I definitely agree with the fact that it's amazing it's great having to watch so many hockey games a day it's not a problem I'd say it's a good problem to have um, I do think you you also alluded to the the NHL made this uh, very well. They they handled it well as well, the the whole bubble situation and COVID thing. Um, And I I, I think it was interesting, the concept for for the NHL, having players being able to – or teams, rather, being able to play to get in the playoffs. It's something that's never really been seen before in the the NHL, like ever. Um, It was also cool being able to change seats. Like the Flyers, as we know, were the fourth seed – and they were able to go all the way up to the number one seed. So it was cool that teams had to either play to get in, or they could also play to change their individual seating. So from that standpoint, I thought it was awesome. And you're right, Kyle. I mean, I'm not sure to what capacity I would want to see this in the future, but maybe incorporate a wild card game or two. Like, not, not as many teams playing in, but, like, in the future maybe only have, like, a wild card game for the West and the East, similar to... NBA or um, NFL, NLB or NFL. So we'll see. I mean, e- either way, I think it's gone great. I'm just excited for hockey, and uh, it's it's just really cool to see so many hockey. I'm I'm almost upset now that there isn't twelve hockey games on a day.
0: <laughs> it's been like March Madness with yeah. with hockey and the NBA, uh, just on at all hours of the day. That like it's like those first weekends of March Madness, where there's a game on literally, oh, it's noon, time to sit in front of the couch and watch every single minute of hockey that we can. Uh, first game that they had against the Bruins, they did the damn thing, uh, kind of silenced a lot of, of haters, in my opinion, where you know the Flyers were coming as the four seed, and a lot of people's mindset was, oh, you know, they're the four seed, they're in a great position either way, which was my mindset, too. You know, if they lose and end up, you know, just being the four seed, great. Like they'll play the Penguins more than likely, and we all know how that went. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, but if they win and can beat these top teams, that they've had some success against Boston this year, they dominated the Capitals this year, and then Tampa was kind of the the wild card, and we'll get into that game as well. Um, they have a chance to be the one seed, and that's where we're sitting now. They went and yeah. dominated from start to finish, in all three games. If I'm not mistaken, won all the games by at least two goals. Yeah. I mean, they they are playing like there was zero layoff for them.
1: No, they're definitely dialed in. And to go on the goal thing, they only conceded one goal in each game. So they conceded three goals in three games. So they had excellent goaltending. Like Kyle also said, they scored four goals the first game. So it's up by three. Three goals the second game, so up by two, and then four goals the third game, so they won by either two or three goals. So they they scored, and they also didn't get scored on. And one more thing to note: it's it's the craziest thing. So you would think the Flyers' success, right? You know, you would think how awesome they're playing. You would think Claude Giroux and Vorechek would be at the top of the points. No, <laughs> just just like everyone predicted, Scott Lawton leads the Flyers in five points in three games for the playoffs. <laughs> And number two is Kevin Hayes in four points in three games. So when you're depth guys, when you're second and third line, because, well, Walton's we'll been up and down the lineup, But when your depth guys can score, and Knack is tied for a third with two points. So it's it's an incredible feeling that Drew doesn't have to carry the team on his back anymore. Um, like other people are stepping up. Claude Drew actually doesn't have a single point yet, yeah. Kyle.
0: I mean, Drew hasn't <laughs> done anything. TK really hasn't done too much, I mean, he had that sick, disgusting uh, assist, but you know, other than that, TK's been you know pretty quiet stats wise. He's been chirping like we are all accustomed to, and absolutely yes. loving it. I don't know if you saw, there was a tweet from uh, one of the NHL writers from the Athletic and said, "I've been covering TK since he was 16, and if there's one constant about him, it's that he doesn't shut up."
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, all that. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm glad to know he's always been a little. <laughs> he's on just the edge.
0: he's just a little, you know, shithead, and that's yeah. why we love him. Um, but like our guy Scott Lawton has been hot Lawton, as I've started to call him, because he's been all over the place, and like just the quintessential depth piece of this team has stepped up in a number of ways. He's scoring. He's just skating really well, um, and I think the only unfortunate part of the 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 seeding games is that the Flyers lost Michael Raffle for
1: yeah quite some time. Yeah, that injury look his 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 leg looked really rough after that fall. But the only the, the fortunate thing is a guy like Joel Farabee, our last our, our first Beezer, round pick young Beezer season, in the cut, who has looked really good. Was waiting for a roster spot, so he hopped back in. So not to knock Michael Raffle because his play is also incredible for what he brings up and down the lineup. Um, a good a good depth player, but you have a guy like Fairby you can plug back in. Um, they have JVR healthy again, which JVR hasn't looked great, but I'm hoping he'll get his playoff you know his his, his skating legs back. Point is they're a deep team for for once in depth. So Raffle going down a couple of years ago, if they were in the playoffs, would probably kill them. But now they have JVR, first round pick Joel Therapy, Connor Bundman, who was considered nothing and now is a depth played in of that prizes.
0: Capitals game.
1: Yeah, so they have all these guys that they can sprinkle. Like, and they could they could call up a guy or two if they really needed to. And granted, the roster's already loaded, and it's just. It's been a while since I can look at a Flyers roster and, and just see, like, actual depth, um, let alone the stats show depth scoring. Like, Vorachek only has one point. Claude Drew, like I said, has none. JVR has none. Derek Grant, the guy that traded for, only has one. But, like, you know, Pitlick has one. Nate Thompson has a goal. I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> it, was a, it was a beautiful goal. May it was I a add. Snipe. Ghost, one game, has Phil, two assists. Phil Myers,
0: you know? dude. Phil Myers has been unbelievable.
1: Oh, he, yeah! His uh, his shots incredible. I think Myers is um, definitely part of the future, which is why uh, I was talking to my dad the other day about the expansion draft. Um, and he's definitely going to get protected by the Flyers. It's the easiest decision the Flyers have on defense because you protect eight forwards or eight or seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie. So I mean, it's 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 overall Sandheim, and Myers. I'm <laughs> that's just, so, but yes, Myers is incredible. Um, He's looked good. He's had some shaky moments, but he is still young, and he really doesn't have that much experience under his belt, which is also the incredible thing. I mean, our defense is still very young outside of Braun and uh, Niskanen, but they, they're, they're, the acquisitions of them via trade really have helped. And I was one on the pod. I was skeptical of um, Niskanen. I, I was kind of okay with Braun, but they both have you know, exceeded my expectations, and they are a backbone of the team. They're vets. They actually have playoff experience, not knocking any of our guys, but sadly, Drew really hasn't got the taste of playoffs mm-hmm. that much. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of young guys haven't even seen it yet.
0: So. Kevin uh, Kevin Hayes had his, his breakout performance. We've been on the record multiple times saying that he, along with AV, have been the culture change this team has needed. Yes. He is just bringing – all types of energy to the ice every single game so far. And it just continues the legend that is Kevin Hayes with this team in year one <laughs> that like he has changed this roster mentally more than anything. In my opinion,
1: I can agree with that. I think as well, yeah, I think you definitely hit it on the head like AV and Hayes, changed a lot of things i think hayes is just you know he's your classic locker room guy he's definitely a jokester he's a, he's a ball buster but at the same time i feel like he's he's a leader um which is why i wouldn't be surprised if he becomes an assistant captain soon um for like you know for long term but point is he also is backing up backing up a play like you just said he's got he's got four points in three games i um, mean he's having a decent season for us I think I think another thing about him is he skates like when you watch him play, he looks so calm with the puck, um, and it's just it's interesting to see this big six foot three guy being so calm with the puck, and he makes great plays. Um, I was skeptical once again on the pod way long ago with the signing, but at the same time I was very excited because we needed better players, and Kevin Hayes has delivered both on the ice and off the ice in terms of leadership characteristics and just making the locker room a better place.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been impressed. He's been the guy to step up in a big way, especially since, like, Drew, like, he's playing well. He just hasn't capitalized statistically. Um, But let's, let's get to our boy. The young king the prince that was promised the 21-year-old sensation best goalie in the league Caught a hot
1: still has as you know he's been my, he's been my screensaver on my laptop when when they when they drafted him i have his <laughs> his uh juniors but no he's been amazing i mean he's like dialed in he, he bailed them out of that lightning game they, they looked a little sloppy towards the end and uh, Elliot looked good too. I'll give him a little bit. I'll give him credit. Um, the the uh, as, as as I call him Dad Bod because he's dad. You know he's an older guy. <laughs> Moose. He's looked great. Um. So once again, talking about the Flyers and things that they have this year, we have both goalies that look locked in going forward. I mean, granted, yes, Hart, Hart is twenty one. He's the future of the team, and it's awesome knowing that he'll be here for a long time. And the Flyers. Finally, have their answer in net for however long it seemed. <laughs> Twenty years it took it took a while. Yeah, it took a, it. Yeah, pretty much. It took it took a couple of years, but well, we got them. Um, I, I, I will say, um, um, there are people out there that are slightly skeptical just of the of, of a game like the first game because it's his first time in the playoffs, which is reasonable, but people there's a game two and a game three and a game four and a game five so even if he has the jitters you know whatever it's he's gonna get over it real quick
0: and I think to heart, I think we're fine. jitters wise they were gone after that Bruins game like technically yeah, that's agree. like his first quote-unquote playoff game because it's in a playoff situation you know setup if he was gonna have any jitters that's when I would have expected it to happen but he was locked in like you said like he has been On another planet in my opinion like he's let up two goals to to restart the season yeah I mean this kid is the truth and like we've always known he's gonna he was gonna be the truth like we attached ourselves to that wagon from the get-go but like he is like putting on for the national spotlight now and people are starting to realize like how damn good he is because you just had seeding games against the top three teams in the East. He played in two of them against two high octane offenses with the Bruins and Tampa Bay, and limited them to a total of two goals.
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible, and I think people who are now seeing what he is like are just obviously a little slow to learn that. But also, like look. No further, there's been several goalies in in history, and they've been in our division that have carried crappy teams to the playoffs. Like Brodor and Lundqvist carried subpar teams for many years. Now, I'm not saying the Flyers team is subpar, but my my point is when you have an elite goalie like that, he can literally make the Flyers... A oh, oh, Carey Price is a, is a good example too. The poor guy plays for Montreal, but
0: look at Matt Murray. Um, I mean, he, he yeah, carries exactly. carries that subpar Penguins team. You know, what I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the point, <laughs> that's a good one. The point is, um, if you have an elite goalie, and I'm sure you agree with this, they can make your team a playoff team like every single year
0: in any sport too. I mean, look across yeah. the board. Like right now. Goalie tandem of Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, have been fantastic. You know, death Mm -hmm. taxes, play Brian Elliott against the Washington Capitals and you're going to (laughs) win. The Philadelphia Union, Andre Blake has been a brick wall for them. And lacrosse season, Zach Higgins for the Wings was a goalie of the year finalist and literally changed the way that that team played. If you have elite goaltending in a sport that requires elite goaltending, you're going to be... Pretty well off, in my book. Yeah, like no, yeah. the numbers never
1: lie. That's true; they, they do not lie. I learned from an earlier age that, like the the elite goaltenders, you have you have the the after effect that they make the crappy defenders look better. They make the great defenders look even better, and then you you also have that reinsurance knowing that my guy Kataja is going to stop the puck nine out of ten times. Where if you don't have a goalie like that might not have that reassurance and it just changes the way your team plays the mindset like you think you can beat every game because you have a brick wall you know and that so i'm i'm happy it's a good time to be a flyers fan i i i've been saying this for a while eventually their time would come uh Hextall died for the, for us <laughs> he did. he drafted carter hart <laughs> so we'll see
0: i've just been like so impressed by him like not that i wasn't before But, like, this is just a different animal, too. It's not even just that it's, you know, the playoffs. It's you're in a bubble situation during a global pandemic. You're 21 years old. This is your first crack at the playoffs is in this type of scenario. And he's just laser focused, knocking out all the bullshit and is performing as one of the best goalies in the entire NHL right now.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's honestly just incredible to watch him develop, and he's still only twenty one. So 21. it's twenty one. So it's scary. It's scary. Well, it's a good kind of scary to think he can even get better than what he is now,
0: which is insane. That's yeah. absolutely asinine to think about because, like, no,
1: it's it's insane.
0: <laughs> like just watching him play and like the some of the saves he's been able to make against these teams in Boston, Tampa Bay, my jaw was on the ground. I was, like, blown away by just his, his effort and how dialed in he is. I it, it And it's also a credit to the coaching staff. You know, this coaching staff has done a phenomenal job so far, and even when the season was still going on as normal, this coaching staff as a whole I've been very
1: impressed by. Yeah, it's because they almost didn't bench rookies. <coughs> <laughs> Shocker. Oh man. You know it's funny that he he's he he's a coach in Toronto and look how it ended up for them. Bye. <laughs> Just saying the Dave Haxtall effect continues. I uh, no, but We'll see.
0: <laughs> I mean it we talked about it with with Kevin Hayes, but like A V and the way he structured this coaching staff and like when he brought guys in and they moved guys around too like when Lappy was moved off the power play unit and everything like we were doing backflips because it was like, finally a change. Like we're going to get a new eye on things. And that's exactly what it's been. Like this, this staff that AV put together is like pieced perfectly. It's like, everybody knows what to do, how to react to certain things. And it's not like a scramble. And I think that's also been one of the nicest things. It's like, adjustments get made when adjustments have to be made and in the past that's been you know lacking to a number of degrees
1: no i agree um i think the coolest thing about this coaching staff it's made up of all ex-head coaches who failed at their jobs besides av because he's been really good um, which like i also
0: things, think is an underrated part of this coaching staff
1: no it's it's a good idea at first i was i think i told you either it was on the pod or just in person or texting i was a little nervous because mm-hmm. a couple of them had some scary years but then but at the same time you can look at it as they're hungry they might want a chance to be a head coach again or move up the ladder and be an assistant coach and you know go up the ladder or maybe do upper management so they're gonna bust their ass so, and this is their second chance you know this is their shot to get back in the bigs so i think with that and at least they do have experience head coaching so they understand how to micromanage and you know talk to players and they have right. people under their command and i also and, think
0: it's like a a less not less pressure but like it's a different pressure on them because it's not all the weight of being a head coach yeah on their shoulders now it's like oh, I'm in charge of this. That's all I really need to worry about. I'm in charge of this. Like, I don't have to worry about the the overarching aspect of the entire team along with what I was brought in to be, like, my strong suit. Like, you know how some coaches are offensive-minded, defensive-minded. Like, I think the ex-head coach aspect of things and these guys being in here, it's, it's less of that overarching pressure on them. And I think that's, what's also helped is that they haven't had to worry about, you know, being in charge of the entire team.
1: No, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously easier going from like Mike Yo and Therian from being head coaches to coming in and only having to work on defense or forwards or power play or PK. You know what I mean? It's not the whole thing. Um, and Av throughout his career has been a, a, a good coach in my opinion. I mean, there's there's a stat I'm sure you've seen it that generally when he gets a new coaching gig, he takes that team to the Stanley Cup. <laughs> he's taking the he's taking the Canucks and he's taking the Rangers to the Stanley Cup. I'm just saying there's a trend. He hasn't won yet, so he's due.
0: Yeah, third time's a charm.
1: That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're just, just saying it's it's also it's almost. Another weird fact: the last first seed in the Eastern Conference to win the Stanley Cup was the Lightning in two thousand and four. Who did we just beat to get the number one seed? The Lightning
0: passing the torch.
1: Yeah, I, it's crazy. And uh, uh, Carey Price is Carter Hart's childhood, like you know, like star. His his his, his idol There's a lot of like things. A little, I mean, like lining up. It, it's you know, Av like we said, his third team looking for a new start. It makes sense. Has
0: has there been any concerns outside of the raffle injury for you after these three games?
1: Mm. Has anything
0: stood out to you that, like, uh, maybe we need to, you know, be better here. Maybe we need to, you know, assess some things here. Because overall, like, they've played, like, pretty flawless hockey. I think, yeah, they've,
1: they've played pretty good. There's, it, like The coaches, I'm sure, in the locker room are only like They're just nitpicking. But I feel JVR, as much as I love me some pigeon, ha- has looked kind of lost. Um, granted, he did was hurt and missed, missed a large portion. And he's a streaky player, so I'm sure once he gets hot in the playoffs, people will start worshiping him again and stop crap-talking. Um, Derek Grant, who I was very happy we acquired, has not looked that great um i think because he's 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 getting a bigger role than what he was given in anaheim um nate thompson same kind of thing he was borderline not playing half time um but now he's getting more ice time so like besides stuff like that there's not much to nitpick you're getting you're getting great defense um you're getting great goaltending you're getting guys stepping up maybe also we talked about earlier loosely like maybe have Drew step up or at least be able to contribute on the stat sheet. Um not not that he's not trying, obviously, but you get what I'm trying to say. So besides stuff like that, there's no real like, you know problem. Like they're not playing bad hockey like you already said. It's just me saying certain players need to elevate their game and certain players need to score. But besides that I would say the Flyers are playing close to great great hundred percent hockey.
0: They uh I mean they're the one seed. Like I don't I don't know how many people expected them to be the one seed. I don't know how many people expected the way, you know, the, the I did not specify and <laughs> all of that to go. But you know, to see this team go from four to one as quickly as they did, obviously it was only three games, so it was gonna be in that time frame. But like in the blink of an eye, you're you're sitting at the four seed talking about, hey, if we stay here, like we, we might just have a first-round matchup against the Penguins. Uh, to go all the way to the one seed now, and, you know, after the, the seeding game's finish, you're at the top for best odds to win the whole damn thing. Like, as a fan, like, it's exciting, but it's also like, holy shit, like, this is overwhelming. Yeah.
1: I don't know how to feel like I was I was up and down my emotions it's been a long time since the Flyers were in this position um it's it's crazy to think like they're actually getting credit from like analysts and writers and people who bet for a living and gamble in Vegas like they're getting good odds and people think they can win and they're saying they're gonna win in their brackets like that's that's never been a thing in our lifetime <laughs> or at least recently like it, it feels
0: it was, it was like, like oh they was it feels like it's been since the 2010 run that we've had, like, so much optimism about this Flyers team yes. collectively, not just, you know, your your typical diehard Flyers fans being like, oh, we're going to do well this year. Like, it is an overarching, you know, optimistic look at this team right now across the board in Philadelphia, and it's... It's fun to finally see this team get recognition that they deserve because all season long when the regular season was going on, it still felt like nobody was giving them props for the way that they were playing. They were playing fucking incredible. And it was just like, oh, we're going to talk about the struggling Sixers. Not on this show, obviously. Like, obviously we yelled (laughs) about the Sixers, but... If if you want quality flyers talk, you're coming to Underground Sports Philadelphia and not listening to the nonsense that is on your dial in your car. Um, but I mean, it finally feels like they're putting respect on this on this team for once, and it feels like it's been a decade since that's happened last.
1: Oh, it's great. I mean, the amount of casual like hockey fans or Flyers fans that are like now like bought in is great. You know, I could be petty and be that person that's like, I've been going to games, supported them when they were bad, but no, I'm driving the train. Hop on in, people. We're going. We're going to the goddamn Cup. Like I don't care if you weren't a big Flyers fan before this playoff series. Hop in. We're going. We're winning. Like, I'm happy that they're getting the recognition that they deserve. I'm happy that people that only watch, you know, two games during a season are actually tuned in and tweeting about how the Flyers look fucking amazing. It, to me, this is – it's awesome. I As a Flyers fan, I'm happy. It's great that we're getting recognition from people in Philadelphia, the local area, and, and the news, and the media itself. Good
0: times. It's exciting. I mean, that's – this is what – We want from all of our teams, you know, across the board. We want to feel this excitement from all. But now we have it in the Flyers. And I think everyone needs to just, like, take in what is going on. Like, experience this. Like, even if you're just a casual hockey fan or a casual Flyers fan, what's going on right now in the NHL is beyond exciting. Like, we've said it the past couple shows, Matt and I, like, It it takes a lot to be worse than Gary Bettman, but but Gary Bettman might be the best commissioner in sports right now. The way that he's gone from handling each phase of getting this restart going to the overall uh, format of this NHL return to play and just how seamless it seems it's going up in Canada with the two bubbles. The NHL is having a fantastic return to play.
1: I I could not agree 100% more with what you just said. I, I think it's it's gone smoothly. I, I would imagine, I haven't looked, but I imagine their numbers are up because the amount of sports on is limited, but also the amount of hockey games they had every day was incredible, and it's just done so smoothly. They're being sanitary. They, they, you know That's why they pushed the game to this morning because the overtime, they take like 40 minutes to clean everything. It's run by the books. Players are buying into the bubble system. It, from the excitement factor to the sanitary factor, like, you know, full circle, it's just, it's running amazingly. And I, I can't, I cannot express how excited and how happy I am to just watch a quality product. It doesn't feel half-assed or half-finished. Like, it, it feels even the rink looks nice with how they cover mm-hmm. the seats and put the, like, it's cardboard, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but either way, it looks nice, and the you know the screens they have and the, and the broadcasters besides Mike Melberry uh, are doing good.
0: <laughs> Plus, I mean, they had four fans in the stands.
1: <laughs> I saw that. that was good. <laughs> they literally had fans in the stand. If anybody's questioning what incredible we're talking incredible stuff.
0: Uh, also, like the fact that Oscar Limblom is with the team.
1: Now you get me crying, Kyle. You're getting me choked up on the podcast. Is
0: wild in so many aspects. You know, he he just finished up his his cancer treatment, and now he's in a Toronto bubble with potential to be on the ice playing for this team in the playoffs.
1: Dude, it's exciting. I think it's. It's probably the greatest push for the Flyers because they know he needs more time to get acclimated. I mean, granted, he has been practicing for a couple of weeks now, so his skating legs are probably getting close. Um, and he didn't lose that much muscle. I think he just lost weight in general, he said. But point is, it's got to be, like, the morale boost from him being there alone, and obviously him doing what he did is incredible. Like, he's, he, he's a freaking man. Like, going through cancer... Fighting it in a, in a pretty short time and then coming back during the covid to play hockey with your boys that's just that's just inspiring but it it like like you were saying, Kyle, if he plays that's gonna be it's gonna be incredible to watch and see and I, I hope he does play because if he plays, that means we probably made it a round or two into the playoffs
0: yeah I mean if if he ends up talk about depth you yeah. have you have the potential to have a guy who just recovered from cancer to come in and be, you know, a reinforcement for this team and and ball out on the national stage and just add to the the story of this 2019-2020 Flyers team.
1: Yeah, he he was on pace to score 30 goals before he went out. So, he's definitely a good piece to have back if he can regain that form or just, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. It goes back to what we were saying. Like they have so much depth, and this is the first time in forever. I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs that often. And the last time they had the crazy run it was 2010, but they weren't they weren't seeded as you know all stars. They weren't seeded as first place. Most people had them written off. They just happened to go on a historical <laughs> run. So. I don't know man. It's just I, I can't wait for eight o'clock tonight. It cannot come faster, although I'm scared because the <laughs> Bruins game is going to second overtime. <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna happen with that. We'll it, see.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but I mean they're the one seed. Uh, what what's your your thoughts on how far this team could potentially go now that seeding's in place?
1: Um, quick note, the Bruins actually did score, so we're good. Don't have to wait for eight overtimes. It only took two today. We're getting better. Um, but, no, I, I, I think the Flyers can honestly go all the way to the Stanley Cup just because of how crazy this year has been. Um, and I think the East, we kind of got a glimpse today. Like, so Columbus and Toronto, or, I mean, Columbus and um, Tampa went to five overtimes. Bruins and the Hurricanes just went to two. So clearly, the teams, those matchups are close. Um, I also think the Capitals and Islanders matchup will be close. So if those games can go six, seven, and the Flyers give, have an easier matchup and get done by, they already have the advantage while well rested and not playing as much. So what I'm trying to say is I think the Flyers can benefit from skating by, having an easier matchup at first, go in with fresher legs, then play whoever they have to play in the second round, whether it's Hurricanes or so, whoever, and then go from there. So I, I honestly do think the Flyers can make it to the Family Cup.
0: Yeah, I win. mean, because the Penguins got knocked out. Ha ha ha. They did. <laughs> so, I mean, we're playing the Canadians. Um, I saw a tweet about, you know, their potential matchups if they were to end up with the one seed um, or if they were going to end up with the two, this was before the lightning game where Montreal, even though they probably have the quote unquote least amount of talent on their roster across the board is a tougher matchup for the flyers with the way that both teams play as compared to uh, if Toronto had ended up winning uh, where Toronto has like the most talent on paper, but the way that the Flyers in Toronto play, it would have been a I- more ideal matchup to play Toronto.
1: Uh, I agree with that because Toronto is very offensively talented, and they have a good goalie, but their defense and their depth is lacking. So I feel the Flyers in a series will be able to chew away at that. Whereas, like you said, the M- Montreal, they don't only really have any like crazy offense. Like Max Domi, Jonathan Drouin are their top guys, you know, offensively. But they have a decent defense, and they do have a good goaltender. So, so you're definitely right. I, I could see how it could be harder because they play a more team-based game. Uh, they don't have enough stars to carry the to carry the to carry the load, so to speak. So it should it could be difficult. I'm hoping it's not as a Flyers fan. I, I guess we'll see today at eight o'clock.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. How you know, looking at Montreal, obviously they they upset Pittsburgh, which everyone talked about early on is how like that could happen. Uh, as the most like likely upset, and here it is. You know, it happened. They sent the Penguins packing. Uh, what What do you think? You know, game length wise, how many games do you think this Flyers Canadian series goes?
1: Um, I honestly think, and I'm gonna probably jinx it. I think it could go in five. I think we went in five.
0: That was my thought too. You know, a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of people saying the Flyers could sweep which would be even more ideal, especially, like you said, with how close these other teams are playing each other. Um, yeah, But I, I think you always kind of have to do a gentleman's sweep with playoff series. You know, give a game away, you know, something weird happens or, you know, you just don't have it one game. So I, I agree. I think the the five games is the the scenario for this Flyers team. And if the other series can go six or seven, you know, or in the case of that five overtime game, I think Tampa Bay is up two nothing after that because they played two games. Uh, <laughs> you know, I saw that screen. I, I it would be really nice for the Flyers to get like added rest before they play their next opponent.
1: No, it's it's going to be something to monitor. I mean, like if if that series you just mentioned, if they go to another overtime or two, they're going to be tired. They're playing like three times the games, whereas the Flyers can get out in five they're chilling and they had the luxury of playing the exhibition round Robin game. So they played the quote unquote best teams, you know, Bruins, Capitals and lightning. So they warmed up with the best teams in the NHL or at least in the East. Um, so I think that suited them. I think the Canes matchup might be a little more difficult in terms of scoring. It might not be high scoring series. It might be like two, one games, three, one games, maybe one, nothing game. But, I ultimately think they win, they pull it out and whoever we play next because I can't really say for sure cuz obviously we don't know. Um my bracket I personally had the Hurricanes but they just lost, so big egg on me. But whoever we play, I think we can win.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I the sky is the limit in my opinion for this team. Like they can go out there and and just dominate anybody that's in front of them because that's like the mindset that they have. That's the the be-a-fucking-flyer mindset that AV has instilled since the beginning. Um, You know, and and I think this team would go to war for AV, and I think that's a big difference over the past couple of years, uh, coaching-wise, that this team has lacked. Like, it was one of those things where it was just kind of like a coach was there and not somebody that the team really got behind and believed in. And when it comes to AV, like... I think this team would do absolutely anything for that man and you know, if they do end up going all the way, like they're gonna be instead of champagne, they're gonna be showering him with martinis.
1: Martinis, baby. Let's go. Martinis and grilled cheese yeah. and grilled cheese for A. V. and Claude, the rest of the playoffs. Let's go. <laughs>
0: let's let's ride. We ride at dawn, bitches. Um <laughs> I I'm excited, I'm pumped, you know, things get kicked off tonight. We'll be Live, obviously, this show a little delayed from Saturday, um, but it'll be up for you to listen to before the game, and then obviously we'll be live tonight before the game to get you all set for Flyers-Canadians. But uh, the Flyers are back, baby. And for all of our coverage, you should be checking out the all-new website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, where you'll be getting written content from myself, from Dylan, from Dom, from Matt, all the interns, Patty Pitts and the boys from 4th and Goal. Everybody that's part of the Underground team and a couple other contributors here and there that we might be announcing in the near future. Uh, check it out, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Tell your friends. It's it's a simple thing. Bookmark it on your favorite web browser because the content is a flowing. And you should be following us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at PHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. He live tweets literally every Flyers game, and it is electric. So make sure you're following Dylan uh, on the Twitter machine. And, of course, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Dylan, five-star rating and review update for the podcast feed. As of right now, sitting here. Looking at our feed, the Underground Sports Philadelphia five-star ratings and reviews currently sit at 259 five-star ratings and reviews combined, 173 five-star reviews. Once we get to to 200 reviews, I'll read them all on another podcast, and once we get to 300 five-star ratings and reviews, whichever one comes first, we'll do it that way, Uh, but get us to 300. You know, we are 41 five-star ratings and reviews away from 300. Get us to 300 so we can tweet a fun 300 GIF on the Twitter machine and probably put Gritty's face on it because that would be (laughs) hilarious. Um, Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And if you don't use Apple Podcasts, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, But you can also check us out on all the other podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, radio.com, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. And we'll be back, like I said, in a couple of hours. Live, Facebook, and Twitch. Twitch.tv slash underground sports, PHI. Uh, can't wait. Flyers doing the damn thing, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's ride. Uh, as always, show sponsored by our amazing local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharme's Pro Foot Security 21. Paul J. Gillespie, Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, of course. Our kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Get all of your merch for the Philly Sports Playoff Runs, including the Flyers. Our kick-ass gritty streetwear is available. DSGN 5 at checkout saves you 5 bucks off your order. And our friends at Tomahawk Shades... Use the promo code USP at checkout. Save yourself 25% off your entire order, and all orders $75 and over qualify for free shipping. It's been one hell of a show. Episode number 255 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Dylan, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace.